Welcome to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio, keeping you connected to your faith and your world. Teresa tackles the issues of faith and culture, the pro-life message, and media awareness. And now, here's Teresa Tamio. And here we are live on the Adventure of the Seas with, I think, one of the um, greatest uh, evangelists we have in the priesthood today, a wonderful priest in the Diocese of Duluth who works with young people, who does great Bible studies, Catechism in the Year, Bible in the Year, and is just really dedicated to evangelization. Father Michael Schmitz is here from Minnesota. Melissa. Hi, Teresa. Good to see you, Father. Good to see you, too. Yeah, and um, it's, it's been an incredible uh, trip. It's been an incredible morning uh, so far. You know how God just surprises you and hits you upside the head? Yeah. That happened the first hour. We had uh, a wonderful couple, Mike and Alicia Herman with, Hernan, with their beautiful ministry, the Messy Family Project, and just started talking about various things and things that come up and how you deal with it, and it was a very Holy Spirit conversation. Then we have a young couple here, uh, the Rios from Wichita, Kansas, who just got married three months ago, and their honeymoon is here on the Good News Cruise. And their faith, you would have been so, their parents are here as well, but the faith that they proclaimed and the reason that they wanted to do this, they were originally going to go to the Holy Land for the honeymoon, yeah. but they decided to come here. Obviously, they couldn't go to Holy Land because of uh, the pilgrimage is being canceled, but it's a beautiful story of a young couple embracing the faith at the start of their marriage. And I'm sure for you as a priest, that's, that's what you want to yeah, see of course, yeah, yeah, that is. And I, I, I get a little bit spoiled because um, the weddings I get to do and the marriage preps I get to do are typically people who have faith. Yeah. Um, so so much so that when I, I talk to my brother priests and and they have a couple that's faithful, a couple that goes to Sunday mass even, yeah. they're like, "Wow, it's amazing! What a what a what a what a great breath of fresh air!" Fresh air. I'm like, "Wait, they don't all go to Sunday mass? They don't go to daily mass? Your yeah. couples?" Yeah. And so there's a uh, there's a, I get spoiled being part of a campus, you know. Uh, university ministry where the couples who asked me to do their weddings are a lot of times very faithful, like like the adorable couple mm-hmm. from Wichita. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, you arrived here, what's today? Today is Thursday. You arrived Tuesday, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah and when we were in uh, Haiti, uh, Dominican Republic. And how many cruises have you done with us now? Good news cruises. This is just my, actually, this would be the my third, first in the sense that I did half of one before. <laughs> I'm doing half of this one. So this, I did 2022 and now 2024. Okay, and you're doing next, are you doing next yeah, year? Yeah, 2024. The whole time, though. Woo! Yeah. We're gonna, uh, great. We'll stay on that. I get, yeah, I get to get on the ship with everyone else. That's stressful, though, to get on and off the ship, because I did that last year in the middle of the cruise because I had to get off for the March for Life, yeah. and we went out of Jamaica, so that was interesting. But but we're so glad to have you. So in terms of um, your interest in the Good News Cruise, what was it? Because you, you were invited to do all kinds of different speaking engagements all over the country and the world. What was it about this idea of the Good News Marriage Cruise that sold you on, on coming here? Okay, um, honestly? Mm-hmm. Well, it's, <laughs> the reason is because it's put on my corporate travel. Ah. And I love this organization. Like, genuinely, yeah. I, I, so when we'll do pilgrimages, if we, I get to organize it or I get to be part of the organization of pilgrimage or a trip or anything like this, I, I want to work with corporate travel. Yeah. And so the opportunity, if, if John Hale... Or David yep. DeFranco asks mm-hmm. me to do something. I'm yeah. like, I want to do it. Yeah. Um, and but so that's the that's the bottom line. Because you reason. know that you're not you're not walking into a, a situation where you have to do everything yourself. Oh you're going to yeah. Which sometimes can happen. Yeah, you have totally. an organization doesn't know what the heck they're doing. They say, Oh yeah, we got that covered. We got that covered. You've probably walked into that for a speaking event. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you're good. You're good. And then everything falls. Technology falls apart. But when you're working with with them, you know that it's going to be solid. It's going to be. Hey, not just solid. It's going to be excellent, right? Yeah. There's a sense of those. It's just, I, I've been blown away every time I'm with Exceptional. They have exceptional experiences. Ptsessential.net. Yes. So, so, so that is the that's the the reason, right? Right. Um, but then ultimately, it's like, what an incredible opportunity um, to have the Good News Cruise because I was just talking with someone about this this morning. Of you have a vacation. But you also have formation, mm-hmm. and it's not you don't always get the I get both. And in fact, I think of how many um, Catholic individuals, Catholic couples, Catholic families, you get married. Maybe you had good marriage prep. Most likely, you didn't have great marriage prep. Um, but then there's no more formation, right? Unless you like, yeah, I'm listening to some podcast, and maybe that's formation, or reading a book, and maybe, that, but not a chance to go away and be on, on, on in the midst of a vacation to also get this, uh, you know. Um, my, my dad, as a, as a physician for years, and my sisters now, they're physicians, have to get a certain number of hours every year. Right. And they have mm-hmm. ongoing formation. So as a priest, we have our ongoing formation. But you think, here's a vocation that is critical to lives, critical to the world, and yet there's no ongoing formation. Except but you come, why you come is to that? Like I always ask that question. Because it's, as you said, everything else has ongoing formation. Yeah. But we, even if we have you know, the big, beautiful marriage in the Catholic Church, the wedding in the Catholic Church... 
maybe you go away for a weekend as a couple, but there's no constant formation. I mean, you as a priest have to do regular formation, mm-hmm. even even after the ordination. Dominic as a deacon has to go to retreats, and it's mandatory. Yeah. But for marriage, it's like, okay, see ya, you're good. Yeah. Well, I think one of the reasons is because they can make it mandatory for physicians. They can make it mandatory for priests. Right. They can't make it mandatory for, for couples. Yes, you could. You just tell them they can't have the marriage certificate unless they do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, then they're holding it hostage, you know. For hey, I'm Italian. That's not out of, out of my realm of uh, <laughs> thinking. But it's so needed, though. Yeah. yeah no, there, but there's something really powerful. I've been talking with some uh, our diocese. I mean, bishop is is very much uh, kind of like the bishop of Detroit and big around. Yeah, he's amazing. Big yeah. about um, yeah. like let's renew the culture. Let's renew. Uh, let's he, healing, hope, and joy are his three words. He keeps coming back to. He says we're responsible for healing, hope, and joy. And Jesus is the source of our healing because you can't experience um, real joy until you experience a depth of healing in Christ. You can't experience after you experience healing. Then you can maybe now have room in your life to experience hope, and that leads to joy. Um, but one of the things we've been talking about has been how a lot of ways in our parishes we kind of weaponize in some ways the sacraments in the sense of saying, well, you can't do X, you can't get X unless you do Y. Like you can't get confirmed until you jump through all these hoops as opposed to, uh, and so you're going through a production, uh, you know, kind of a, a processing facility essentially, as opposed to we're going to take each individual on a case-by-case basis and say, hey, are you ready? Have you encountered the Lord? Um, are you in a place where you're still struggling? Okay, well, let's maybe we, you can defer if you want, or you can actually you're ready to go in eighth grade or whatever grade it is. You right. know, uh-huh. then let's go. As opposed to again saying this is just, I mean, the, the the school system we have right now, right, is just like if you're this age, you go to this class, and then most likely you're just going to go to the next grade, right. next grade, next mm-hmm. grade. Let's just something egregious. And so we do that. Why would we do the same that? than when it comes to the faith. Mm-hmm. And so I think uh, there is a good move forward about being able to say, let's take each individual on a case-by-case basis. Let's take each couple on a case-by-case basis. It's a lot more work, but yeah. uh, maybe it's maybe there's fruit there. I don't know. I, I, think, it's, I think it's certainly worth, worth uh, considering, uh, but um, automatically what comes to mind is, is being married to a deacon and seeing how busy they all are. How would that be accomplished practically? Yeah. You know? I yeah. mean, that's the thing that we have to look at. So, but but I, I understand. And also people's skills are not yeah. all there. You know? right. But at the same time, uh, do you, you, know, do you uh, offer a bureaucratic solution to a pastoral problem? Because that's a lot of times right. what, what's happening, right? right? I mean, that's, that's why priests get moved. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't know if you have it in your diocese. Some dioceses have rules like, yep, you're there for six years. You can also be renewed for another six, but not beyond 12. You mm-hmm. know, kind of a, and I remember talking to a priest who said, you know, he said the exact thing. He said, that's a bureaucratic solution to a pastoral problem. Right. It's you don't want to stick a parish with a bad priest. So don't worry, he'll be gone in 12 years max. <laughs> um, and, and, and that's and like, no, how about help him be a good yeah. father? Yeah. Um, or, or else you're not actually solving the problem. You're just spreading it around. Yeah. We're talking with Father Michael Schmitz. Of course, really needs no introduction. I want to talk about uh, some of your work that's going to be airing now on EW10, which yeah. is awesome. Yeah. We're so excited about that. Uh, he's with us on the Good News Cruise 2024, co-sponsored by Ave Maria Radio and Corporate Travel. Halo has been great. Ascension Press, big supporter of ours. So we appreciate all of our supporters, all of our, our guests, our studio audience here. Give yourselves a round of applause. You're getting up early. And we pulled into Coco Cay, which is what they used to call in the old days of cruising. Dom and I have been on cruise ships for years. Our honeymoon, uh, we had our uh, honeymoon on a cruise ship on 41 years ago. Oh wow. my gosh, I'm so old. Thank you. But yeah, they used to call it the Out Island. So it's owned by Royal Caribbean. And it's like a giant adult, very nice adult family playground where they have slides and water parks and you can go on a hot air balloon ride. It's just beautiful in the middle, in the middle of the ocean. So we'll be spending our day there and then we have Mass at 4 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And then we'll be um, expecting you to party on the dance floor, I think. Uh, that's happening. Yeah, yeah, party on the <laughs> dance floor. So, yeah, we'll, we'll be there having a great time. And we're so glad you could join us. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And your ministry, you had Bible in a year, catechism in a year. And now you're going to have uh, some of those programs are going to be airing on EWTN. On EWTN Radio. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's so, so cool. Because there's, I think that there is a... Uh, a, a you know, populace in the world that yeah. will act is absolutely and is sold out for Catholic radio, which is really really good. Who de- don't aren't necessarily exposed to podcasts. They're like, no, I do, I do the radio shows, mm-hmm. which is awesome because now we have the opportunity to bring the gospel, bring the whole Bible yeah. and the catechism to radio, maybe yeah. a whole new audience. Yeah, are you surprised at how fast that grew? Bible in a year, catechism in a year. It just took off. Yeah, I think so. I mean, in the sense that I didn't. Uh, my job was still to do the exact same thing I was just doing before, you know. Mm-hmm. So it was a, a little bit of okay, just keep recording, just still, still stay, stand there, read the book into the microphone, and you know, say something about it. So 
on the ground, it, nothing changed. Yeah. You know, but so then uh, the great news is there's a big team at Ascension who make sure they, they edit all the things and they post all the things, they monitor all that. And so I don't have to think about um, who the impact is making. I just get to uh, do my little part and then the rest of the world gets to hear it. Yeah, the technology, I mean, the technology is, is can be bad for us, but I mean, I think it's a major tool of evangelization. Yeah. I swear if, if Peter and Paul were alive today, they'd have a morning radio show. <laughs> right. I really believe that because I want a great team they would make because it's kind of the freaking frack. They'd be going back and forth. It'd be good radio. So what what's next? I mean, any, I know I asked you this last time and I tried to get you to give me a scoop and you wouldn't do it. You were yeah. tough, you know. Well, thanks. Just between me and you and me, like Connie Tunstead. They tell me I'm tough. Like, <laughs> appreciate that. So after, I mean, this huge success with Bible in a Year, Catechism in a Year, of course, your speaking engagements. What's on your heart? Is there an area of teaching that you haven't, you really, you know, dove that's into? That's yet? a good question because you know the the Bible and the Catechism actually came out of the same spot. It was uh, in the middle of COVID, and there was. Uh, I remember I just I listened to a lot of stuff, um, and I was listening to a lot of podcasts and some YouTube things, and I was just kept kept going after like, what is the latest. What's the latest smart thing people are saying about what's going on in the world today? Mm-hmm. And but I found myself like, well, that's okay, and that's okay, and that's grasping. And I found myself very, being very distracted by the next piece of worldly wisdom, and also being distressed because like well, there's only so much you can do. And in the middle of that, uh, I was reading the Book of Judges and praying with that in my holy hour. And in in the Book of Judges, there's generations where there's chaos. Yeah. I mean, it's not just a couple of months or a couple of years of chaos. It's generations of absolute chaos. One of the lines in the Book of Judges is, "In those days, Israel had no king, and everyone did what was right in their own eyes." Huh. And that this that is like, sounds familiar. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah. I was like, "Okay, this is nothing new." <clears throat> right. And so I was like, "Okay." And then at the same time, there was a book by University of Mary out in Bismarck called "From Christendom to oh, Apostolic Mission." Great book. Just, great and, book. And he, the, the premise of the book is. <laughs> That uh, we keep as Christians, as Catholics, a lot of times we keep expecting the culture to be a support to us, like it has been in Christendom. But we don't live in Christendom anymore. Right. Um, but also, we're not in an unfamiliar territory. We're in the original territory that the apostles found themselves, where they ap- where they're in the midst of a culture that was either ignorant of them, indifferent to them, or sometimes opposed to them, antagonistic towards them. And so, they point out in this book, in this book, like, well, that's where we are. So again. It's not where you thought you were in Christendom. You can't just rely on the culture to support you. But also, we've been here before. And mm-hmm. so then, one of the things they recommend is having a biblical worldview. So all these things coming together, I was like, you know what? We need to have a biblical worldview. I want to make a podcast where we just get to go through the Bible and you did in it. one year. And yeah. so I wrote, up, wrote to Ascension and said, what do you guys think about this idea? I actually said the Bible and catechism together because our Focus missionaries, so Focus is the Fellowship of Catholic, Catholic University students, great, they used to have group. a requirement. They're supposed to read the Bible in two years and the Catechism in two years. And something like 9% of them actually did it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, I want to help our missionaries. I want to help them do what their commitment is. So let's do Bible and Catechism. And then Ascension said, great idea, one at a time. And so, Which I think makes a lot oh, of sense totally because it, you, you learn very quickly, you know, if you're in communications and all, that people can only take in so much yeah, more information. Totally. And you know, we learned that you, you have to kiss, keep it simple, stupid, mm-hmm. right? And, mm-hmm. and you have to tell somebody seven times before they hear it. Yeah. So the repetitiveness and, and saying that message over and over again and then giving them in little bites, which well, is also, really helpful. I just think about <clears throat> how, how that uh, providentially expanded. So if it was the Bible and catechism in the air, probably some Catholics would listen. Mm-hmm. But because it was the Bible, anyone would listen. Anyone listen. Right. And so... That's a great point. Now, now there are people who have li- gone through the whole catechism, or, or are going, who aren't Catholic, or, yeah, yeah, who aren't Catholic, but have gone through the Bible and said, oh, I want to learn more. And so that's it's been a pretty good evangelization tool. Do you find that, that given the chaos that, in which you're living now, that you are hearing from a lot of people who are not even anywhere on, on any type of a religious... Yeah. Oh, yeah. level they're just seeing is somebody well I've heard of the Bible at least so mm-hmm. what's this priest have to say yeah, yeah. totally I, I remember the first email or first letter I got from a man who this was maybe three months in four months in and he had said that he was an atheist his whole adult life and he's like and I, and I uh, was a committed atheist like I researched I, I studied he said he read the Bible a couple times already cover to cover and he's like I taught my he's in his 40s late 40s he's like I taught my kids to be atheists hmm. he, said, he said but I was listening to the... I was like, I'll listen to this. And he said, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's because of hearing, not just reading. I don't know if it's because of the explanations and like some understanding here. But now I have to say that I believe 
God exists, and I believe is real. Wow. And, and I'm a Christian. He's becoming Christian. Oh, my and gosh. Yeah, me too. So I, I would think then his his kids will hopefully yeah, be hopefully. taught the Christian yeah. faith. Yeah. yeah. So just for that, Mother Angelica used to say, even if one person came back or came into the church because of EW10, it was all worth it. Yeah. Just one person. And you think about the fact that we're global. I mean, Sirius and 130, 500 affiliates around the country, shortwave radio, the Internet. It's it's just crazy how many people... She must know now in heaven, I would think, right. how oh, many yeah. people that she's impacted. Well, it's still ongoing. Yeah. I mean, she, yeah. her lives, she and her yes is mm-hmm. continuing to impact, yeah. including yeah. ours. So you excited about the... I mean, you've been on EW10 many times, uh, and were, people know who you are, but to be like a regular now on the... Yeah, that's, regular that's kind of fun. On the network? <laughs> <laughs> With no extra work? Absolutely, I am. <laughs> it's a great family. Yeah, do you know what... Uh, I think I should know what time it airs. I can't remember, but, but it's, I think it's, it's like ten. Yeah, ten, ten p.m. Yeah. yeah, and so I'm like, that's good because people, you know, they're driving down the road late at night, ten yeah. o'clock. Just listen to some Bible, folks. Yeah, yeah, and and you it's know, like it's like me and Delilah. <laughs> Delilah. <laughs> Delilah. Delilah. <laughs> Father mine. <laughs> to get some mellow music yeah. under it, that'd, oh, be, that'd kind be great. Fun. Yeah, yeah. To um, do you think you'll be doing more YouTube? <laughs> Don't get EW10's listening. I just hear Tom Price and the guys back there. Ooh, T, good idea. Yeah. Looking for music now to, to put put under your uh, audio bed under under your uh, podcast. So your YouTube videos, uh, you've got so many that uh, are out there. Great that people still find you through YouTube, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, which is really cool. Yeah, in 2015, um, a woman named Maria Mitchell contacted me from Ascension. Because mm-hmm. uh, Ascension at that time, they were publishing books, and they still are, um, and DVDs and CDs and all these kind of things. And they said, you know, but where, where young people are living is on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And so I had done some work with them and some different projects like Alteration and Chosen, which was a, not the, the yeah. Chosen, but Chosen, which is confirmation prep. And uh, they said, would you want to, if we gave you a camera, would you just set it up and hit record and hit stop and I'm like, sure no problem and so that's we started doing that until 2015 and uh, yeah every week there's a new video yeah. on the topic but and they're short that's what I like about them they're not like 30 40 minutes right. they're yeah, pretty they're quick like, yeah. they said 5 to 10 yeah. and I'm like how about 7 to 10 yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, it makes sense because, I mean, and you know this, as a priest, they tell you your homily should be 10 minutes, right? I mean, so the between, uh, I, that's what they say. I, mean, I don't know who they is, but they, I've heard that from, from my husband. But, but I think that's a good amount of time. It's, yeah. not, it's not too much information. Yeah. Is there a topic that you're going to be addressing more, let's say, the transgender issue or marriage or family on YouTube and, and in the future? What, wow, do you think is, what do you think I should talk about? What uh, they, what is the, what's the folks thing? I, what do you think you should talk about? Because it's been, it's been every week for the last, since 2015. There's another topic, and I'm always interested in learning more, having a new one. Courtship. Courtship. Oh, yeah. courtship. Young courtship from the audience, yeah, from our honeymoon couple. Yeah. Yeah. How yeah. to pursue, well, yeah, courtship. And continue courtship after. So you got you got courtship and continuing and relationship stuff. There's your hope. There you go. Well, will they expect a um, a commission check very soon before you leave before you leave the ship? Oh yeah. 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 Our our listeners can't hear, but your your beautiful point. Let me repeat what you made. Look, how to find your good young men and good young women. Yeah, and find each other, even because there's a lot of young men who. I mean, yeah, working on the campus. Sometimes I have to like have a couple daily homilies where it's like, you guys, ask each other out. Aww. You need to ask each other out. But then you have to tell them how to ask each other out uh, because it's not even courtship as much as basic. And this is crazy. It blows my mind um, because you'll have guys who are like, okay, Father Mike said I need to ask out the girl I, that I like. So he just goes up and like asks her out. I'm like, oh, no, no. Okay, here's what you need. <laughs> and some of the, those subtle things that everyone kind of I th- assumed everyone would know. For example... Have you gotten any sense that she's interested in you as well? Like that? Yeah. Like if you haven't gotten that sense, maybe just like I did what you said. I asked her out. Like oh, you should probably like make eye contact first, and if yeah. she holds it for a bit, okay, that's a good sign, good cue. So some of those you know basic things that you just assume uh, everyone would know. Even, yeah, or even communicate other outside of a phone. Yeah. You know, don't just oh, yeah. text. Yeah. yeah. Can we actually have face to face and you know communication, talking to someone, yeah. and having... A, which, yeah. is, which causes a lot of stress these days for young people. Yeah. Because, uh, and might, that might be silly, but I don't know if it is, because mm-hmm. there is something, uh, there's something real about... You get put into this space where uh, this is... I mean, I remember being pushed by my mom uh, to call the Domino's guy. He's like, nope, you can handle this. You're going to pick up the phone. You're going to call him. Because I am an introvert. 
I don't know, 100%, but pretty pretty strong influence. I, I find that so and, hard to believe. And, but, <laughs> it, it was, it was, but I remember like having the, the uh, anxiety over, like, we're calling Domino's and, like, get on the phone. Maybe, I don't know if everyone experiences this at some point. It's like, what are you going to say? I don't know, do you know what to say. What do you want? I'm like, I don't know. Hung up. <laughs> uh, and and there is something about that, about, like, as a kid being pushed, like, you have to become right. comfortable with this. But say... Say no one ever pushes you because you don't. And, and actually even parents and all of us are just, you know, all text. Right. Way easier. And yeah. I agree. Um, but if you never get pushed, then you'll never get past that anxiety. Right. And so and sometimes it's like I had to be pushed. And it wasn't my fault that I had to be pushed. It was right. just how it was. Mm-hmm. And so young people um, haven't been pushed because there's always an alternative. And the alternative can be much easier. Yeah. Well, we're really glad that you did pick up that phone and call Domino's because yeah, I think too. that had a great impact on you being here today. With and us. on Domino's as a company. <laughs> really <laughs> helped them out. Yep. Father Michael Schmitz, everybody, with us for the Good News Cruise. We're going to take a break. We'll be back, and we have uh, two other Padres in the house. And I want to bring back uh, Father Frankie Cicero and also Father Ryan Mann. I mean, you think Father Joe is funny? Father Ryan had me hyperventilating at dinner the other night, and he is hysterical. He was in comedy, he was in music, and he's really, really funny. But two very joyful priests with amazing testimonies. Along with this amazing priest, Father Michael Schmidt, thank you so much. We'll be right back on Catholic Connection. Teresa Tamio and Deacon Dom are coming to Belleville for a special event you won't want to miss. Join us for dinner and a presentation called How Practicing the Works of Mercy Brings Out the Best in Marriage on Friday, February 9th. Teresa and Deacon Dom have been leading marriage retreats and pilgrimages since their journey home to the Catholic Church. Come to St. Anthony Catholic Church on Friday, February 9th, starting with dinner at 6. Tickets are only $25 each and are going fast. More details at stanthonybelleville.com. We were made for spiritual greatness. The divine image is in every person, however dimly seen in some. God gave man a spiritual and immortal soul. From the first moment in the womb, he or she is destined for eternal life with God. Man, by his reasoning, is capable of understanding the order the Creator has established. By our will, we are capable of aligning ourselves with our true good, which is where we find our perfection. Reason provides recognition of God's voice directing us toward good and avoiding evil. The law of God is made known by our conscience and is fulfilled by the love of God and love of neighbor. Because our first parents sinned, we suffer the wound of original sin. Thus, while we still desire good, we are inclined toward evil and subject to error. This is Peggy Stanton, and this has been the Order of Malta's Minute with the Catechism. CMF Curo is a Catholic health care ministry providing families nationwide with a better solution centered around whole health, spirit, mind, and body. Our members share their medical burdens within a faith-filled community. At CMF Curo, our members have access to a spiritual director, concierge services, and other health and spiritual resources. Find out if CMF Curo is a better solution for your family. Visit MyCatholicHealthCare.com. That's MyCatholicHealthCare.com. Welcome back, Catholic Connection. When you have great guests, uh, like our guests in the first hour, and also Father Michael Schmitz, wasn't he amazing? Awesome, awesome priest. I totally lost track of time, and we ended up only having, uh, like, I don't know, a minute and a half left in this this part of the program because it's 24 minutes past the hour. In about uh, a minute, you're going to hear the the segue music into the break. But uh, thanks to Father Mike and all the great work at Ascension Press. He's now part of the uh, EWTN radio team. We're excited about that. And then coming up, as I mentioned before the break, we have uh, two dynamic priests, young priests with us, and who I had the delight, me and Dingadam have had a great week because they've been at our dinner table, and it's been just so uplifting, joyful, entertaining, and just funny because they have great senses of humor and a great testimony for both of them. Father Frankie was on with us earlier this week, and there's a very dramatic how do you want to say, part of his testimony that he wasn't even aware of, something very significant related to his father, and I'll have him summarize that quickly when we come back. And then our uh, other wonderful priest, Father Ryan, is actually a convert from Judaism. 
No, it's not. I was always Catholic. You were always Catholic. Okay. All right. You were. I thought you were. Oh, you were born into a Jewish family. Oh, yes. Can you? Can you do that? Can you change your testimony and make it like more exciting? Okay. <laughs> See what I mean? Okay. But you have Jewish relatives. Jared's Jewish. Okay. Okay. And I was raised a Jewish and Catholic. Okay. All right. Oh, details. Details. The other one was really better. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. We'll make up some other stuff as we go along. Okay. But Father Nathan is actually from the Diocese of Cleveland and. Father Cicero, our little Italian priest here, is from Arizona. We're going to be Diocese of Phoenix back with these wonderful priests for an amazing story. And then wrapping up on a Thursday with the Rome Boys. Woo! We'll be right back. Welcome back, Catholic Connection, and we have two more dynamic priests with us this morning with some very uh, dynamic, dynamic journeys that they've had uh, coming into the priesthood. And again, thank you to Father Michael Schmitz for spending so much time uh, on his busy uh, schedule for the cruise and to be with us and all the wonderful people here. And this afternoon, we have a beautiful Mass coming up, and then they're going to be blessing uh, the weddings, our, ma- our marriages afterward. And then tonight, it's party on the dance floor, Father. Ryan, did you hear that? You're going to join us? Uh, yeah. Okay, I'm good, good at the electric slide. Okay. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Oh, yeah. I love that. Can you great. do the twirls and everything? And don't and get the, carried away. No, and, the, and the walk the world yeah. when you're going up here? <laughs> it is great, actually, to have uh, two of our dinner partners. Uh, they're at our table. I'm sorry about that. Sorry to put you through that. You've survived it, though, somehow. Father Ryan from the Diocese of Cleveland and Father Frankie from Phoenix, Arizona. So, Father, let me start with you, Father Ryan. In your journey, you were your father was Jewish and converted to Catholicism. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So he was Jewish growing up, and so uh, we had all, a lot of Jewish things. We had gefilte fish, menorahs. There was we, there was a singing of Hebrew during Hanukkah time. Just my dad. I was baptized Catholic as an infant, but uh, so we kind of had two religions in my home, and at the same time, kind of no religion because neither one of them was super devout in their faith. Mm-hmm. But high holidays, my dad would do his thing. We went to church maybe six times a year wasn't even always Christmas and Easter. It could just be like September 7th. Yeah. We were going all of a sudden. <laughs> uh, and so um, later on, obviously I, I'm a priest now, so things, <laughs> things happened. But uh, my dad did convert uh, my second year at the seminary, and I'm my dad's godfather. So, that is uh, amazing. Wow. What was that like? Um, it's funny. It's one of those things where I was just like, okay, I guess I'm his godfather. But when you tell the story and you get kind of that reaction, then you go, oh, yeah, I guess this is a thing. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, that must have been really powerful for you, though. At the time, it wasn't. I, I think I didn't. I was kind of like numb. I didn't really. Is, this, is he really becoming Catholic? I didn't really. And it was kind of like, I was like, hey, that was my thing. Like, I'm, <laughs> I was like, I'm the seminarian. You're the kind of agnostic Jew. And yeah, we kind of yeah. have our roles and our lanes. Yeah, yeah. And so that was it. But uh, now it's kind of nice. I mean, to, but it's still strange for us because we never really grew up with a shared language or religion or anything. Yeah. So. Like he's in part of Knights of Columbus and the Holy Name Society now, and so it's kind of kind of strange when we talk yeah. about church now. It's like very foreign. I'm like we never did this. This yeah. is kind of weird. You've got a, a beautiful ministry because you're uh, a parish priest, pastor at St. Basil's in the Diocese of Cleveland, right? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then also you're very involved in in Retrovi. Yeah, I'm the chaplain for our diocese uh, Retrovi ministry. And uh, for those of you who don't know what it is, it's a ministry for couples who are struggling. For a while, it got a bad rap as like it was the ministry only for those couples who were on the brink of divorce, and certainly it's helpful for them, uh, but it, it's really for anyone who's stuck in a phase of life where it's really intense and tough, and you just can't seem to get out of it. Um, so, you know, divorce may not even be crossed your mind, but you just can't, you're treading water, and someone like threw you a, a weight, and so now you're treading water mm-hmm. and drowning all the that's more. That's why they have that anchor. Yeah, they have the image as an of, anchor, of and so it's, it's yeah. a wonderful ministry to help couples. It's been around since, I think, the uh, 70s, actually. Started yeah. in Canada and came into the States, and the Diocese of Cleveland, we've had it for over 30 years with yeah. some previous chaplains before me that were very dedicated. So what is your impression as a priest who works in marriage ministry of the cruise, the Good News Cruise? I think it's great. Uh, I was saying last night to some people about it that Sometimes couples will go on a marriage weekend, and you get like two days, mm-hmm. or they'll go to a marriage conference for a day, but how many couples go to a five-day-long conference on yeah. marriage? Yeah. And so, like, you know, you, it's kind of like a Trojan horse. You get in with the image of a cruise, but inside of it is like a, <laughs> All like this a marriage, stuff comes out. Yeah, a marriage ministry going on. And so, uh, you know... Gotcha. You're you on know, the ship now. You can't go uh, anywhere. A husband may say, I love cruises, and then all of a sudden realize, why are we waking up in the morning for mass? And what are all these people talking to me about? Uh, but to have five days of kind of unpacking something gives 
gives the space and time, and you're alone on a cruise ship, to, uh, I imagine to facilitate some beautiful encounters to renew the vows in their own ways. And uh, So I think it's it's a great ministry of accompaniment for five days, too. Are you, are you having a good time? Oh, yeah. I'm having a great doing time. doing a lot of Maybe with you at lunch and dinner and yeah, things. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. nice yeah. to... Yeah. <laughs> you, are, you are a lot of fun. You, you have sure, a great yeah. sense of humor. Well, right. thanks, yeah. And I am going to come hunt you down when you're in Detroit. Visiting the word hunt yeah. is intense. <laughs> you know that? Has anyone told you that before? That the word hunt... Well, you said after only knowing me for like three hours, or no, one day that I was bold. And then what did I say? I said, are you going to call yourself a wallflower? <laughs> That's okay. We've had a great time. We have had a great time. Okay, so I may have to come back after the break and talk a little bit more to you, to you guys because this Father Cicero's uh, testimony is just incredible. I'm just going to summarize it, but then after the show the other day, we just found out some incredible news that relates to all of this and is significant about EW10. So in summary, and Father, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, Father... Um, is a priest now, but he was, if you think of the movie Cocktail with Tom Cruise, he had a very glamorous life as a bartender at this bar, women throwing themselves at him and making a lot of money and just, you know, everybody thinking he's living the high life. And he came from a very broken family situation where his father uh, abandoned the family. And eventually, I'm going to really summarize it, but eventually the father comes back and he's struggling with cancer. And his mother, even despite the pain and everything, because of her faith, nursed him through that cancer. And he was very bitter about that and was not able to accept that. So pick it up there, and we'll try to get as much possible in the next four minutes. So there you go. No pressure. No, you did a great <laughs> job. Thank you so much. That's really helpful. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I think one of the interesting realities in, in the story that God has given me is um, it's actually a story of redemption. It's a complete story of God's mercy. And uh, I had such a broken relationship with my dad. And uh, as, I, as my dad came back after five years of abandoning us, he's dying of stage four cancer. Uh, and my mom is literally nursing him back, taking every single form of chemo, radiation. And again, I've never really dealt with this. I never dealt with all this stuff. I mean, the bar, drugs, alcohol, that was where kind of to medicate me and to be able to like kind of push down all the reality of the brokenness of my life. And so I'm now watching this. And what happens is my dad has this conversion. So my dad, super machismo, God tears emotions were totally not a part of his world. Like I was made fun of by my dad because I love the Lord and I wanted to give my life to him. And so all of a sudden I'm seeing my dad who is going to mass, praying the rosary. He's like having this crazy conversion and I'm angry because I'm like, now you love Jesus. Like now you love Jesus. When I wanted him, you didn't like him. Now you do. And I don't want him. And so it was super difficult. And in this beautiful story of redemption, we, my father and I were able to reconnect after my own conversion and even process in seminary. Um, and thanks be to God, my dad was able to, to die with the sacraments and be able to have this reconciliation of not just me, but family and in the church. And this is what was absolutely... Um, mind-blowing. Mind-blowing, mind right? Blowing. So, um, so I was sitting next to Teresa at, at dinner. The first and night. The first the night. Yeah. And she mm-hmm. gave a little snippet and, of my story, and she's like, you got to have you on. And so I was super excited to tell my mom, obviously. And so that night I told my mom, like, hey, mom, like, I'm going to be on Teresa Tomeo's like, radio show. And she's like, wait, wait, hold on. Like, Teresa from EWTN. I said, yeah. She goes, hold on. Teresa Tomeo from EWTN, radio show, all of that. Yes. She goes, Frankie, do you, do you know that when your father came back and he began to have his conversion, that she was one of the people on EW10 that he would listen and watch to, and she had a huge impact on his conversion and continuation in the midst of the faith. Um, and um, uh, and I had no idea, right? I mean, this is this is literally 16 years ago when this happened, and I had no idea. And in that moment, um, it just hit me because I was like, Tracy, your, your ministry didn't just assist my father in salvation, but it assisted my father and I to be able to have reconciliation, to be able to experience um, a love from my dad that I never got, um, to experience a healing that I didn't know if I was ever going to get. And so thank you. And EWTN being able to absolutely proclaim and assist my dad with Teresa and everyone else that was there to, to experience real faith, to experience conversion and hope. And so just thank you so much. Praise God. Praise God. What an ending. What a beginning. Right? Amen. Thanks to Father Ryan and Father Frankie. Love you guys. Love you. Thank you so Two much. Two of my new besties. Amen. We'll God be right back. You. Rome Boys coming up.
Praise God. What a show today. Thanks, Holy Spirit. And one of my new friends that I actually finally met, well, we knew each other before through Zoom and, and emails and phone calls, but right. I finally got to meet you in person last year when the Rome boys did their first Italy pilgrimage, right? Correct, yes. Yeah, and I got all your girls and boys on the dance floor yeah, at the yeah. restaurant. Yeah, you had to pry some of them out of the chair to do so. Yeah, it was okay. Once we got them up, you know, yeah. they're all right. So good to see you again. You too. Yeah, so you joined the Good News Cruise? We did. It's, uh, I'm hoping to bring home my wife. Because she just hadn't had to cook in over a week yeah. and uh, doesn't have to go, where's our kids? <laughs> so, no, it's been great. Yeah. It's been a blast. Yeah. So, first of all, for those of you those of you in the listening audience that don't know who their own boys are, their, their ministry has grown so quickly in the last couple of years. Give us your your website and how do we find out about the Rome Boys? Romeboys.org. Okay, Romeboys.org. easy. Yeah, we like to keep things simple. I like the kiss analogy earlier. Mm-hmm. You know, keep it simple. Yeah. So uh, it is a podcast, right? Correct. Well, mm-hmm. YouTube channel, podcast. Right. Uh, so we just three dads talking about the faith from three unique backgrounds. All right. Explain the backgrounds. Okay. So we have Chris, who's our entrepreneur businessman. Uh, he owns and runs nursing homes. He has six daughters. Wow. Pray for him. <laughs> a lot of estrogen run house there. Mm-hmm. But uh, then Tony, he's our teacher uh, uh, slash theologian type. Tony, Tony, Tony. Tony, yeah. yeah Italian. Italian. You had an Italian in there. Yep. yep. So he was in the seminary before he met his wife. Funny how that happens. But uh, they have six, uh, seven children, uh, three, four boys and three girls. And then uh, me and my wife, Lacey, we have uh, five children. And I'm I'm the farmer. So you get the, uh, well, I like to say is that you have the two guys are, that are the intellectuals and then I'm the comic relief. <laughs> Not that I'm funny. It's just I'm funny to look at. So... What it's so interesting now. How did the three of you come together? Well, it's interesting. Uh, Tony and Chris are actually brother-in-laws. Okay. They married some uh, pair of sisters from the area that mm-hmm. I grew up in. Their grandfather lived like right down the road from me. So mm-hmm. uh, I'd seen the ladies at church and mass when they would come to uh, you know Easter and Christmas because they lived off in Midland, mm-hmm. which was about two and a half hours away from us. And, uh, uh, and so I just knew them growing up, and then they started bringing these guys around. Uh, and then eventually they moved to our area to be closer to her, their parents. And then you got together and decided that you just wanted to talk about the faith. And well, we had so much in common. We had, uh, you know, we all have a bunch of kids, which is abnormal these days. And uh, they homeschooled their kids. We homeschooled ours, and uh, they taught RCI. They joined the RCI team. We have an RCI team in our area, and uh, I was on it as well. And so we just started hanging out, mutual friends, it just. A lot in common. Then my wife started a homeschool group, which they immediately joined, Catholic homeschool group. And uh, so, yeah, we just had a lot in common. We were just sitting around Tony's dinner table one night with all 18 of our kids running around just causing chaos. you got 18 followers right there, right? They're our biggest fans. They really are. (laughs) They really are our biggest fans. So, so, yeah, we just decided we we think we're funny. And... uh, Let's just talk about the faith from these three different backgrounds. So when you started to really build an audience and get such a strong response, were you surprised how how quickly you grew? Yeah, Yeah. I was like, who's going to listen to us? You know, actually, the only the reason we started is because in our diocese it's very dry, both in climate and in the faith. Yeah, and uh, we live out in the desert, but Mm -hmm. so we were just wanting to do something, and our deacon in our area was kind of asking us. Because we were so active in the church, he was—he said, "Would y'all want to do like a theology on tap or something and something around those lines?" And then COVID hit, and so that's when, you know, I'd had a little experience with YouTube, uh, just making home videos and editing, mm-hmm. and uh, just putting it out there. Some of our family adventures, and I was like, "Well, we can start doing that." And we just played around with it. And Tony is a promoter extraordinaire, yeah. and he just reached out bold enough to just reach out to anybody who would say yes. And so, and then, uh, thanks to COVID, Zoom became just right. The everybody norm, was, but know. a lot of those those pop up ministries they they died after COVID. Yeah, and you continued it, which is great, right? right. And, and so now you're expanding into pilgrimages. Let's let's talk because you just went to Italy and you're planning another yes. pilgrimage of corporate travel to the East Coast. East understand? Coast, yeah. yes, faith and freedom. So we're going to hit a lot of the uh, uh, you know. Obviously, some of the shrines and the, mm-hmm. uh, the Catholic sites, and, but as well as some of the historic sites. You know, Gettysburg's on the list and a few others. So Great. And yeah. we can find that out through your website? Correct. And also through Corporate Travel. And I think we have some flyers uh, here, we too, do. as well. So, so romeboys.org or corporatetravelctscentral.net. In yep. terms of the experience here on the ship, you've reached out to a lot of the speakers. Um, how has that been going for you in terms of uh, you know the interviews and whatnot? Oh, it's been... I mean, you just walk around, and I think the first day... Uh, was uh, in the wind jammer. 
you know, getting at the cafeteria eating. Besides Dr. Ray, he, yeah. he was up there. And you, yeah, oh, he was. Yeah. That was the first person I ran into. And actually, uh, he and I have a mutual friend, mm-hmm. uh, Father Larry Richards. And yep. uh, mm-hmm. I asked Father Larry, I texted him before we got on the boat. I said, pray for me and my wife. We're going to be on the cruise with Dr. Ray. Yeah. And uh, he sent back, you tell him, you just call him a pagan. <laughs> so I walked up to Dr. Ray and said, uh, I, we have a mutual friend. And he wanted me to call you a pagan. And Dr. Ray said, you tell Father Larry. That's Dr. Pagan. <laughs> so being able to rub elbows with you, I mean, just be able to build friendships. Yeah. The, our favorite part uh, of this whole uh, excursion has been the people we've met and just the conversations that we've had and being able to you know, call you mm-hmm. our friend yep. and uh, just to be able to hang out, run into each other you know, in front of the bar. Well, blame, blame it on the when they were doing line dancing, and I was yes. making the comments about the line dancing, which we won't make. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, it's, it's just, it, I think it's just a beautiful thing that you just really felt the need to support each other and start mm-hmm. this online ministry, and yep. now it's just grown to do pilgrimages. And like looking down the road, what are you thinking? Are you just open to the Holy Spirit? What would happen? Or what do you think? That, he's been in control <clears throat> the whole way, he's mm-hmm. been driving the bus. Um, we look at this too as a men's group. Yeah. You know, anybody could do this. We're, there's nothing special about the three of us. We just wanted to do something. We felt called to do something, and we just said yes. And that's just being open to doing that is all we really need to be. Yeah. And, and I think just like, for example, with the Hernans who were on this morning, mm-hmm. there was the same response. They just felt a need to reach out to other families, mm-hmm. and then they just it hit a nerve. And I think that's yeah. what you're doing, too. I think. Well, initially, we wanted to reach out to people our age, you know, the ones who are chasing kids. Mm-hmm. A, you know, and don't have really time to join a Bible study or, or join any kind of other group activity to help build their faith. So we thought, you know, with these videos, maybe we could get out to them when they're, in at their leisure time. Yeah. And uh, it turned out our first viewers were mostly uh, older women, but. Uh, <laughs> That's because you're all so adorable. Oh well, yeah. I don't know about yeah. that. Yeah. You know, but <laughs> it was my mom was watching. <laughs> but, you know. Hi, mom. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> so how often do you do the podcast and how long? Because kind of give our listeners an idea if they haven't visited your website yet. Well, we try to put out a video at least once a week, and we'll take the audio from that and put it on uh, iTunes or uh, Apple Podcasts or Podbean. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you can just look us up there. Uh, we try to do it, put out a video at least once a week. Uh, but our schedules are so sporadic that we just try to get together as often as we can, and we'll just record several videos or interviews if we can at a time and just and I'm the editor so I get to see these guys every day you know they don't get to see me very often but I and then it's really hard to look at yourself or listen to yourself or listen to yourself I was like god dude be quiet you're talking too much (laughs) you do a really good job I think it looks very professional and it's very friendly it's it's it, it doesn't you, you don't sound like you don't have any media experience. There's like a natural you know, you. adaptation to the microphone and whatnot. I think you're both, you both you kind of complement each other really well. This is that you've had a ton of material on this cruise, right? Interviewing so many people. Oh I well, we're trying. It, yeah. It's hard to well, it is hard to get pinpoint people because everybody's just having such a good time. They right. want to sit down. Yeah. They just let's keep moving. Yeah. So, um, in addition to myself, who else uh, did you sit down with to do an interview? So we can expect to see on the. Uh, well, we have an interview this afternoon or this later this morning with Father Mike. Yay! And uh, we're hoping to catch some of the other speakers and nail them down for a few other talks here. And then you will do uh, one speaker at a time, or how will you break that down into? Oh, the, that would the be videos? cool to have our own little discussion panel. Yeah. But uh, no, we're going to just try to, yeah, one at a time. So how do you top this? After the cruise, after uh, all the people that are here. You oh, know? this is incredible. And the group that we brought, we brought over almost 50 people from Woo! Texas. Yeah. You know, we've been walking around the ship, and so, you know, there's 800 total, or 830. Right. 830, That yeah. are on the Good News <laughs> cruise. And, uh, they, you know, so uh, most of the people that, who aren't with us are like, oh, y'all are those people. I, was, <laughs> I wasn't sure <laughs> how to take people, that at yeah, first. You yeah. know, it's like... That racial, but anyway. Yeah. So, but then we became known as the Texas group. Oh, y'all are part of the Texas group. Yeah. He's like, yeah. Well, how do you know? Kind of loud. Yeah. <laughs> and the y'all, the y'all, 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 yeah, the y'all, y'all, kind of t- y'all. I love that. That little yeah. and Yes, came ma'am. Out. Yes, ma'am. When yeah, you guys yes, were ma'am. were setting up for the interview the other day, it's like, yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am. I'm like, guys, you're making me feel so old. Just say, <laughs> thank you, Teresa. That's fine. Just ma'am. And, but they get the same thing. But it's it's a term of endearment. Absolutely. And respect. Respect. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Not that I'm old. It's just we were taught respect. that. Yes. <laughs> exactly. We were taught that very early on. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. So, as as a husband, a father, takeaways from the cruise, just from your own 
you know, content? Like what, what meant most to you and your wife, do you mm, think? Again, the conversations that we've had with people who have just reached out. I was in line to get my wife a coffee one morning. We were heading up to go do the rosary. And the uh, gentleman was just asking a question because I had the T-shirt on and just asking who we were and all that stuff. And there was another guy at the end of the bar, uh, coffee bar. And uh, <laughs> blame it on the drink bag. <laughs> But he was at the end of the, and he was just overhearing us. And then, uh, as I was walking and grabbed her coffee, he pulled me aside and just asked, started asking me questions about it all. Wow. And uh, and then he just stopped me. He said, "I'm at right now. I'm at the worst point in my life." And he said he had a 25 year old daughter who's just just fell into the wrong guy and just having. He just went through it all. And it's like, would that have happened otherwise? No. 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 Oh. And so I was supposed to be there that morning because yeah. he was talking about his daughter. She was the model daughter. She was the one that always obeyed and did all these things. And I'm just picturing my oldest daughter as he's talking. He's like, could that happen? Yeah. You know, i got to make sure that doesn't yeah. happen. So. so the conversation, I mean, as a father and as, mm-hmm. as someone who's now in ministry, mm-hmm. you made contact with him, said you'll follow up or did you get a name? Well, or did, 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 well pray for Rick. That's Rick. About all pray for got. Rick and his daughter. Uh, so, okay. Yeah. Because yeah. it was a mad rush. Isn't that incredible, though? It is. Yeah. At the coffee bar. It's just like Father Frankie. I don't know if you heard mm-hmm. the full story, but the fact that we were at the same dinner table, he could have sat sure. anywhere, and I could have been sitting anywhere. It was a large table with... And, you know, five or six of our wonderful priests that are serving us through confession yeah. and mass this week. And yet he happened to sit here against the window. And I was here. And, of course, because of the name with the vowel, mm-hmm. you know, we touch yeah. base in Italian where you're from, blah, sure. blah, blah. And then he was telling me part of his story, the other part, which he didn't know about his mom and EWTN mm-hmm. and, and his father. And we just struck up a conversation. I said, can because it's his testimony even without that that nugget in there is so dramatic but these are the kinds of things that happen this is what we try to tell people that that when you when you open yourself up to these trips you are going to be not only touched you're going to be helping other people yeah it's it's incredible yeah Yeah, one another short story maybe i have two but uh if you could do it in two minutes or less you're good you got it i'm on it so uh my wife was sitting she was a little late to mass yesterday morning because as she was coming in there was a gentleman who was sitting on the side of the deck, and uh, she, he, she, they just struck up a conversation real fast, and he said, you people, and here he goes referring to the lanyards again, you know, he said, you people, I have to tell you, y'all just have, everybody has a smile on their face. Mm. There's mm. so much joy in y'all's group. It's amazing. And he, he touched on that. And then another night, I guess it was the night before, we're sitting at one of the uh, refreshment areas. Uh-huh. Well, they and only sell tea and coke. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, this couple came up, and uh, they weren't part of the Good News Cruise. And they came up and said, we have to tell you, we go on like nine cruises a year, which is amazing to me. That's yeah. unreal. And uh, she said, this one has been by far the funnest we have ever been on. And they weren't even part of the Good News Cruise. Just, but they were Catholic, and they just were getting in conversations with all of us, and they were just having a blast. Yeah. And I said, well, be sure they're, they're signing up already for yeah, next year's. He yeah. said, I did it the first day. <gasps> and they weren't yeah. even part of us? They weren't even Woo! part of our group, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so it's such a great opportunity to witness. And, and you receive strength when you open yourself up, and then God uses oh, you absolutely. to do that. Yeah, yeah. So I'm so glad we could connect on the trip. We're so glad we haven't seen each other since Italy. Right. Yeah, so right. we'll see. We'll hear more about your trip, and maybe you can come on the air and talk about it, your, your Faith and Freedom Tour. That'd be great. That's coming up uh, in August? August. Okay, August, and you're going to the Washington, D.C.? I'm going to need to see the flyer. Okay. <laughs> well, just, oh, here he comes. Here, Chris, pass it up. Let me see, because I want to let people know about this. And sure. you can go through your website, website or corporate, corporate travel. travel. Okay, so the Rome Boys and Father Kevin. Who's Father Kevin? Father Ke- excuse me. Father Kevin Linius is a young priest from our diocese. He is uh, an amazing young man. Uh, I, we like to characterize him as bishop material. Mm. He is just a brilliant young man, and uh, one of our, uh, our bishop in our diocese uh, asked him to go to Washington to study canon law. Wow. And so very so studious great, young man. Great, great guide for this. Since yeah, we had yeah. that connection with him, we decided, hey, would you want to be our spiritual guide? Okay, so this is coming up August 21st to the 26th. Baltimore, Emmitsburg, Gettysburg, D.C., and Philadelphia. Joe Matheson from Bone Boys, thanks for joining us. We'll be right back to wrap up our Thursday Live edition. When the need for senior care arises, home is where the heart is. Visiting Angels provides home care for mom or dad up to 24 hours per day, including personal care, meals, and light housework. You may select your professional caregiver with Visiting Angels. More information at visitingangels.com or at 877-374-LIVE. That's 877-374-LIVE. 
Visiting Angels, America's Choice in Senior Home Care. Teaches that Jesus Christ is literally and wholly present, body and blood, soul and divinity, under the appearances of bread and wine. In the Bread of Life Discourse, documented in John chapter 6, Jesus states that He is the bread of life, and that His flesh is true food and His blood true drink. The Jews were scandalized in verse 52. How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Jesus does not back down, but reiterates this teaching four more times over the next four verses. Many left in verse 66 because this teaching was truly difficult. But at no point does Jesus water down his teaching and call them back. No, he allows them to leave, and even questions his twelve apostles if they too wish to leave. Jesus intended to be understood literally, and the Jews, apostles, and the Catholic Church absolutely take him at his word. Examining the truth of the Catholic faith, this is faithforensics.org. This week on Christ is the Answer, Father John wants to talk about being transformed. The Eucharist, it's the source and summit of our lives as Christians. We know it to be Jesus himself, but do we recognize what Jesus is doing through this precious gift for us? Join us this week as Father John shows us how through the Eucharist, Jesus transforms us to be more like Him, and later in the week when He answers why there's so many different religions. Tune in for Christ is the Answer, Monday through Fridays at 11 a.m. on Ave Maria Radio. studio audience here on the Adventure of the Seas. We're on Coco Cay, Bahamas right now, and it's a kind of a fun free day, all kinds of great activities on the island. Coming up tomorrow on Catholic Connection, we have uh, a wonderful woman that I met here, Dana Nygaard, who's going to be sharing an interview that uh, we did on her new book, all about uh, couples. And then we'll be uh, back live with you on Tuesday. Sherry Brownrigg is uh, filling in for me on Monday. Dick and Dom and I are going to take a little bit of a long weekend to have some downtime. Thank you, thank you, thanks to EW10 and Ave Maria Radio, my producer Andrew, and all of our listeners here, abroad, and in the audience. Goodnewscruise.com. We'll talk to you live Tuesday. You've been listening to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio. Catholic Connection is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Andrew Kruchek. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net. That's A-V-E-MariaRadio.net. Thanks for listening and join us next time for another edition of Catholic Connections.